You're listening to Clean Beauty Scene episode 54, the truth about digestive enzymes and probiotics and why they are the missing food element with BioOptimizer's co-founder and president, Wade Lightheart. Welcome to Clean Beauty Scene, the podcast for clean beauty, eco-friendly living, and wellness. I'm your host, Kelly Bonanno, eco-wellness coach and mom to two teenage boys. If you want a green beauty routine but find clean beauty and eco-living overwhelming and confusing, I get it. I've been there. So join me each week as we clear the confusion and cover all the latest to help you go green without giving up glamour or going eco-freego. Now talk clean to me, baby. Well, hello, Savvy Beauties. Welcome to Clean Beauty Scene. I have got such a treat for you today. You are going to love this interview. Get your pens and notepads out. You are going to want to take notes. My guest is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to digestion and probiotics and digestive enzymes and biohacking and the gut-brain connection. And the way he explains it is, is you know, it's really interesting and entertaining. You are really going to love this. This is one of the things I love about this podcast. I have met so many incredible people. And when Wade and his team approached me with this topic, I just thought this is fascinating. So my guest is the president and co-founder of Bio Optimizers, Wade Lightheart. And so if you're wondering about you know, probiotics and what they are and why they're important or if they really are important and digestive enzymes. You're going to love this episode and, and you'll, you're going to understand exactly what they are and why they, what Wade says is they are the missing food element, the missing link. He's also going to teach us about biohacking, which is fascinating. And he's going to explain it and how it helps our overall health and performance and aesthetics. Yes, the beauty. You know, I always say, Clean beauty is beauty from the inside out. We also touch on a rather controversial subject toward the end of the interview. Keeping you on your toes, keeping it interesting. I haven't introduced myself yet. For those of you who are new to the show, I am Kelly Bonanno, eco lifestyle and wellness coach. If you're new to me, my my specialty is helping midlife, perimenopausal, and menopausal women lose weight, have more energy, less stress, sleep better. And in fact, I have an exciting announcement. The next round, the fall session of my program, The Body Harmony Method, is open for enrollment. We just recently wrapped the summer session, and it was fantastic. We had a blast, and the women in there are feeling better, losing weight, having more energy all throughout the day. That is one of my goals for my clients, is to stop those and those energy dips. And that is something I just love When women say, wow, I'm feeling really great sustained energy throughout the day, sleeping better, and of course, getting rid of the extra weight you might want to release. That's that's important too, to, you know, my program is designed to help you women stop the diet cycle, stop the yo-yo dieting. And, you know, we've been fed just so many lies from the diet industry, and I'm here to disrupt that BS because... The food pyramid it does not work, and willpower does not work. I'm on a mission to show you what does work, and so you can incorporate it into your lifestyle. So you can end those weight fluctuations. And, and also with a program that does not feel hard. I do not believe in restriction. My motto here is, you know, you lose weight, end the weight fluctuations, feel great without giving up some of your favorite foods like chocolate and wine. And because if you can't 
incorporate something that is a lifestyle and something that you can stick with for the long term, then that's when you revert back to old habits and that's when the weight creeps back on and the skin issues start happening and the gut issues and all those things. If you learn to incorporate a program that you can sustain and you're not on or off a diet, that's the goal. So if that sounds good to you, please check the link in the show notes or you can just go to kellybonano.com slash bodyharmony kellybonano.com slash bodyharmony and you know my my last name b-o-n-a-n-n-o it's a tricky one but of course that will be in the show notes and if you have questions you know all the information is there and you can sign up right there we start in october and also if you have further questions you can also book a free consultation with me i can put a link to that in the show notes as well and now i'm so excited to introduce you to wade lightheart Three-time Canadian national all-natural bodybuilding champion who competed as a vegetarian, former Mr. Universe competitor, host of the Awesome Health podcast, and co-founder and president of BioOptimizers, a digestive and health optimization company, joins Clean Beauty Scene. Welcome, Wade. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for being on the show. I'm excited about our, our discussion. I'd like to start it off with kind of telling the listeners a little bit about your background and, and, you know, what drove you to, to create this, the bio-optimizers. Yeah, I would say the first thing is uh, pain. <laughs> you know, um, I grew up a Canadian, you'll probably pick it up a little bit in my accent, I still have some residual stuff. However, uh, in life was normal growing up in Eastern Canada, which is up by Maine, playing hockey in a small town, very, very normal kind of life. And then everything shifted in 15. And I always say that challenges in life are invitations from divinity to kind of get more out of yourself or activate your potential. And although I didn't have that kind of poetic description of life when I was 15, three things happened that changed the course of my life forever. And one was my parents moved from this small town to a uh, well, no town. It was five miles up a dirt road where the telephone poles ended at my doorstep because they were the caretakers for a wealthy family at a private resort, which was gorgeous and beautiful and not a place I wanted to be when I was a 15-year-old. Um, the second thing that happened was my sister, who was four years my senior, was diagnosed with Hodgkin's disease, which is a form of cancer of the lymph nodes. And I watched her go through the medical model for the next four years before she died at the age of 22. And so that completely shifted my perception of health and, you know, life. I mean, all of a sudden your health wasn't a guarantee and your life wasn't a guarantee. And this was something I was faced with at a formative years. And I can remember, I can remember taking her home. It was about 55 miles from the trip from the hospital and she'd, be vomiting five, six times from the cancer treatments and you have to stop on the side of the road. And I remember thinking to myself in my naive type of mind going, man, the, 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 the treatment seems worse than the disease. And well, which led me to think of what are the principles of health? And, you know, at the same time, my sister gave me a bodybuilding magazine had Mr. California, Troy Zuclato on the cover, this blonde guy like me with all these muscles and two pretty girls and driven out of my mind with testosterone as most 15 year old boys are. I'm like, wow, maybe if, maybe if I had some muscles, maybe I'd get some girls like that. So <laughs> I took it upon myself to build a gym in my barn, kind of like a 
the Rocky Four movie where he's training in Russia with a, you know, it's got the snow and the saw horses and the, the, the chin up bars and it was very crude and rude and I and, and I ran into uh, the teachings of Arnold Schwarzenegger through his book Education of a Bodybuilder and what he said to me in that book was that you could achieve anything you want in life if you had hard work, self-discipline, and a positive attitude. Well, it was a real place. Everybody I knew worked hard. They were, they were plumbers. They were farmers. They were, you know, carpenters. Carpenters. They were tradespeople. Worked in the woods. Worked in construction. Very manual labor type of place, and it was all hard. And but this whole idea of a positive attitude and self-discipline. Well, what's that all about? And so Arnold became my de facto mentor. And he was, of course, was the most famous actor, highest paid actor in the world at the time, was making all those crazy movies in the 80s and and, and stuff. And so- <laughs> Yes, that we all saw, of course. Yeah, we all saw, right? <laughs> you know, he's blowing up the whole world and, you know, throwing down one-liners while he does it. And I thought, wow, that's cool, right? And so I- went off to university, studied exercise physiology, got a basic background, I think, in the, in, in the function of the body, but was disappointed that it was seemed all kind of disjointed. And at that point, I started searching out mentors. I worked every single component of the health industry from being an athlete, a sponsored athlete, uh, working for stores and gyms, working in nutritional warehouses, being a represent, representative, eventually opening my own store and then ultimately be uh, starting my own company with a, my business partner today, Matt Gallant, after I returned from the Mr. Universe contest. And when I went to the Mr. Universe contest, it took me 16 years. I had no, I had no real, uh, I would say genetics for bodybuilding, but I had just crazy determination. And um, I always say I was either too stupid or too stubborn to quit and was good enough to win a couple national championships and get to the worlds. But what happened at the Mr. Universe contest, which was really that laid the groundwork for, for bioptimizers was after that contest, I gained 42 pounds of fat and water in 11 weeks. So you can imagine, I've been training like crazy for 16 years. I've got a positive attitude. I've got self-discipline, you know, I'm, I'm never violating my dietary stuff. I'm, doing all the things I'm supposed to do. I get to the pinnacle of what's supposed to be, you know, cosmetic ideals as, as a Mr. Universe competitor. And I turn into Mr. Marshmallow in 11 weeks after. And I was like, what am I missing? And good fortune happened. I met a doctor. His name was Dr. Michael O'Brien and he was in his seventies and he was everything you could hope to be when you were a seven year old. I mean, he had radiant smooth skin. His eyes would look right through. He had insane levels of vitality and energy and it was super smart and he had overcome cirrhosis of the liver and he'd overcome colon cancer and he had helped Bernard Jensen recover from when he had cancer, the, 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 the famous health advocate. And I, I went to his lecture and I said to him, you know, Dr. O'Brien, like, what, what am I doing wrong? I've got the best coach in the world. I got the, I got, I'm doing everything right. What, what is it? And he says, wait, you've learned to build the body from the outside in. I'm going to teach you how to build the body from the inside out. And this is where I started to learn about the nuances of the digestive system, the role of enzymes, the role of probiotics, uh, essential mineralization in the body, 
um, where that got damaged through modern farming and you know modern food production and how to reconstitute my body. And, and I did, I followed a system. Um, and six months later, I recaptured my health, my vitality, my business partner. And I started a company helping people all over the world. And over the next few years, we coached over, I think it was over 15,000 clients globally and gathered a lot of data about what works and what doesn't work. Wow. What a story. I mean, I love that philosophy inside out. I'm going to build you from the inside out. Exactly. It all starts on the inside. You know, I always say like beauty from the inside out. That's kind of my my little motto here on clean beauty scene because clean beauty is not the clean products you're using, the toxins you're avoiding. It's, it's from the inside out. Mm -hmm. So that is fascinating. Wow. And I'm so sorry about your sister. I mean, you just, you took such a situation and turned, turned it around and look at what you've built. I mean, Yes, I think about it quite often, you know, um, you know, life is going, you know, all the great mystics talk about that, you know, life involves suffering and virtually everyone that you've ever loved or ever connected will be taken away from you at some point in life, either you from them or them from you. And that's the, the kind of the ironic part of love and the thing that people probably seek the most in life. And I think rather than I think rather, you know, tragedy is going to hit everybody. It's unavoidable. It's what kind of meaning are you going to derive out of that tragedy? And I wouldn't wish it on anyone else, but it's pretty hard to go through life without having these type of things happen on some level at some point in time. And so I had to learn that lesson early and I've used it to my favor, I think, uh, over time. And that was, you know, a lot of studying, you know, I didn't just figure that out instantly. (laughs) <laughs> you know, yeah. probably took me a decade for me to even unpack what was going on uh, emotionally and psychologically just from that experience. Wow. And you were 15, such a formative, my, my youngest son is 15 and that is such a formative age. I mean, that's an age where you understand a lot, but yet you're still an adolescent and, and it's true. I mean, life is so precious. One of my good friends just lost her older sister only 52 years old, cancer. And it's just, it's, it's awful. And, you know, the one of my other philosophies, which it, it really, you embody is we have so much more control over our health and longevity than anybody can imagine. And how we're living and what we're doing, you know, is just going to dictate how we're going to feel, how we're going to look, how long we're going to live because genetics play a very small role. And, that going along that you know philosophy of it comes from the inside out. One of your expertise is enzymes and probiotics, which I have been you know helping clients with for a long time. You got to really work on it from the systemic level, and that you know it all starts with our digestion. Whatever's going on, whether it's skin issues or weight or what have you, it's starting from the inside out and. Enzymes and probiotics are so important. I would love for you to talk a little bit about what they are in in sort of layman's terms and why they're, like you say, the missing, kind of the missing link, the missing food element that everybody really needs. A hundred percent. And this is a topic, keep in mind, I'm I'm a trained nutritionist and uh, formerly university educated, went on a career in sports nutrition and really went to the highest levels. And 
you know, if you go to most of the research books or all the documentation, they, they have a, a couple of paragraphs on enzymes and then they kind of move on. But in those couple of paragraphs, there's over 25,000 different enzymatic transactions inside your body. It's basically your metabolic bank account. And every single species on the planet, it, you know, dogs, cats, tigers, whales, they eat their food in a raw enzymatically rich state. So, so the enzymes that we consume um, largely come from living food. So the difference between stones, plants, and people is our enzymatic bank account, essentially. How many, you know, would you like a large bank account or a small bank account? Well, of course, everyone says, well, I'd like a large, because that means you can write more transactions in your body. Enzymes convert one thing into something else. Uh, so they're catalysts. They have very interesting properties in that they are not necessary. They're, they're both biochemical, but they do some very unusual things in the body and they're not fully understood. But whether you are a carnivore, a herbivore, or a vegetarian, you would consume your food in this natural enzymatic really rich state. If you cook food, anything over 114 degrees, you destroy the enzymes present in that food. Done. Okay. And what happens is your body has to convert either striated muscle or smooth muscle into enzymes. In other words, a catabolic process undergoes inside your body. You break down those tissues to manufacture the enzymes that you didn't get from your food. This has a huge metabolic cost. That's why people get very tired and sleepy after a big meal or you know, I always call it that, you know, after Thanksgiving dinner, everybody's like making a dash for the couch or the floor and they're yeah. out and drooling. And well, why is that? Because the food coma. <laughs> exactly. Well, the food, the, the mechanism behind a food coma is that your body doesn't have the ability to break down that amount of food. So it has to shut down enzymatic activity in other parts of the body so that you can get enough blood, and enough enzymes into your intestinal tract to break down the food that you just consumed. And what's happened over the last 80 years, because after World War II, we radically changed our food production and distribution model. In other words, people stopped living so much on the farms and growing their own food and having raw fruits and vegetables and fresh, you know, milk and meat and all that stuff. And they got all this stuff, you know, pasteurized, irradiated, cooked, processed, dehydrated. We went to commercialized farming where we started using nitrogen to boost the growth of the food. So it created bigger yields, but we had less nutrition inside it. Plus we started destroying the microbes with herbicides, pesticides, and fungicides to kill the bugs. This destroyed the good probiotics as well. So we, we lost minerals, we lost enzymes, and we lost the good bacteria that was part and parcel of our natural food. And since that time, we've seen a rapid increase of genetic-based diseases, uh, digestive illness right now, 13% of the emergency hospital visits right now, that's people going to the hospital in an emergency situation or gastrointestinal related issues. We have skyrocketing levels of genetic-based diseases. And the research from Dr. Howell from years ago said that by third generation of enzymatic deficiency in all species he tested found that um, the species lost the ability to procreate, had weird genetic diseases, 
and started to have, didn't act like socially, they didn't act normal, like a normal cat, didn't act like a normal cat or a normal dog or a normal tiger or whatever it happened to be. And guess what? Here we are, uh, three generations since World War II, and we're having all those things that he predicted back in the 40s and 50s. And largely in part, it's because we've disrupted our natural um, food cycle and, our, and our, our ability to break it down. So when you're feeling tired and you're feeling bloated or you're constipated or your skin starts to get a rash uh, or you, you, know, you start not looking the way you want, it's oftentimes traded, uh, connected to our digestion. Yes, I mean, it's such a connection. So what do you suggest people do as far as enzymes and probiotics and making sure they're not, you know, that they're, that they're protecting themselves because you're right. And then, I mean, even the soils don't have the minerals we need. It's just the food supply is atrocious. It's like, it's like such an uphill battle just to, to get the nutrition we need. Correct. Well, and then the health, the health halo, all these fake health, you know, so-called health foods that are not. Yes. And it's just like the greenwashing in the beauty industry, these, oh, we're clean products. And it's like, oh no, if you know your ingredients, those are toxins and endocrine disruptors. There's, there's so much we have to, you know, just decipher to get to the truth of things. You know, I'm, I'm actually, Matt and I are releasing a new book next year. We're going to break, we're, we're breaking this down. And wow, the one great. thing that we can see the different dietary choices and you should, I'm dietary agnostic. And what that means is you should choose a diet that, that you can stick with. That's right for your genetics and epigenetics and allows you to live your best life. Oh, and, I agree a 100%. Yeah. And so from that, um, I think in today's world, you can't just say, you know what? my favorite actor or actress is doing this, therefore that should work to me or my favorite fitness uh, celebrity. What you really need to do is leverage the technology that's available, get a genetics test and have someone interpret it for your epigenetical um, component. So your genetics is kind of like the gun and epigenetics, which is really your lifestyle factors is what pulls the trigger. And from that, you can determine what foods are going to be best for you, what nutritional supplements that you may have trouble absorbing and utilizing, and what particular types of foods that you might not have a, 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 an ability to digest, but you're going to need extra enzymatic or probiotic support. And I'll give you an example, case in point with myself. So my business partner has been a keto guy for 26 years. He, he does well on protein and fats. When I attempted to do ketogenic diets, I could only take a certain amount of fat in my body and I just didn't feel good. And I would actually start to getting oil in my stools. And it sounds kind of graphic, but it, I, I knew that I wasn't breaking this down. Well, it turns out when we did my genetics and epigenetics that I have genetics that doesn't metabolize fat very well. And so by adding um, a digestive enzyme that breaks down fats, for example, I can now extract the healthy components out of fat that I require while alleviating any mutations that might happen on my genetics. Like, you know, for example, people in my family, uh, on my mother's side in particular, they have trouble with their gallbladders, right? That's, that's what it is. And on my father's side, they have trouble with their hearts. So I have a diet that supports both my fat intake and also supports making sure that I keep my heart healthy because those are the two areas 
that could take me out or cause problems down the road. And now I know this. And so now I can build my diet completely around that. And you can do this kind of figuring it out. You can do kind of intuitive eating, but I think what's happened now is we're so inundated with information or disinformation that we don't know that. So I wanted to give that as an overarching concept because we can dive into the details, but I want to share the process of elimination for your listeners so that they can understand of how do they go about solving this for themselves. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. So now when it comes to enzymes, um, I believe that enzyme support is one of the keys to longevity and vitality. And I think we want to live long and we want to, however long that we live, we want to be at our best part. I always think of Paul Bragg, who I think uh, died in a surfing accident when he was like 95 years old. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. okay, that's a great way to go. You know, it's like, okay, I'm going out surfing today and that's it. I'm done. Um, After a good long life too. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and a vibrant life. And there was two things that he did that was very neat. One, he did supplement his diet with enzymes. But the second thing he did, he also did regular fasting. And you go, well, why is fasting so powerful? Well, fasting actually releases, uh, uh, relieves the amount of enzymes you're using for digestion. And so all the longevity studies have demonstrated that people who live the longest tend to eat the least amount of food overall. Now that's a problem for a guy like me. I love food. <laughs> I love working out. I love, you know, spending a lot of energy. I don't like to sleep a long time and I love to eat. Well, is it really that I need to eat less or do I just need to make sure that I'm eating, I'm breaking down the food that I'm eating. And so with that, what I do is I add enzymes before every single meal to ensure that I get proper and smooth um, digestion of my food. And I don't have undigested food in my body. So undigested food, particularly undigested proteins, um, they go through our guts and create this leaky gut syndrome. Maybe you've heard of it. Yeah, oh yeah. Recent paper out of Harvard um, demonstrated that everybody has leaky gut to a certain amount. And basically it's a permutation of the kind of mesh-like structure on your intestines that undigested food goes through. And that undigested food, your immune system sees it, recognizes it as an invader and causes an inflammatory response. So if you're listening to this podcast, you need to kind of track what you're eating as food. And after you eat it, do you feel tired? Do you feel bloated? Are you constipated the next day? Um, do you wake up in the morning with crusty eyes or really bad breath? If those are the conditions that, that's happening for you after you eat certain foods or, or do certain things, then you can bet there was something in that food that you were not breaking down or not suitable for your body. And from that, you can start making notes. And then as you make those adjustments right off the bat, I think you immediately get a great result. Second thing is if you can add some either... Um, intermittent fasting or uh, one day a week, taking a day off, that is tremendous for people's beauty. Uh, you look better, you feel better, you reset your appetite, you get used to it uh, after you do it a few times and you're like, oh, well, I actually don't need as much food as I need. And that provides a rest for your intestinal tract. And I think that's a really good model to follow for just about anyone. And then from that, you can look at, as we get older, sometimes hydrochloric acid, needs to be added as we tend to produce less as we get older. And then you need to get into 
your microbiome, the good, the bad, and the ugly bacteria that's inside our intestines, and to make sure that we've got enough good guys and we've eliminated enough of the bad guys so that you can uh, have a healthy immune system and to further break down all the food that you are consuming. Well, I'm a huge fan of intermittent fasting. It's one of the ways I help, I coach clients. And yeah, there's just a bevy of health benefits and that resting your digestion. So I am interested. It's there's, I've heard a few different things for enzymes. So you recommend taking them before you eat, not right after I've heard conflicting things, you know, from different holistic doctors. Yes. So, and here's why you want to take them before. So when you, there's five states to digestion, right? The taste, touch, smell, feel the sensory experiments before the food. So it's like, I always say, you know, if I tell you, Hey, here's sauerkraut and dill pickles. A lot of people will start to get a salivation in their body, almost like a Pavlovian (laughs) response. So that means that your body starts to actually pre-prepare its system. Also, um, in a re- if you go to a nice restaurant, what does it usually have? Dim lighting, doesn't have TVs blaring, kind of calming music, a nice atmosphere. To put yourself in a rest and relax state is when you're supposed to digestion, as opposed to sitting in front of the television or your computer or staring into your phone while you're gobbling down something at the In-N-Out Burger. Very big difference about the set. Um, your food, as you chew it and masticate or masticated, it, it turns, it goes down into the intestinal tract into, into the body. Now you have 30 to 60 minutes before hydrochloric acid's going to come in in this stage. During that time, the enzymes naturally present in the food are supposed to break the food down. But if you're getting food at the supermarket or you're, or, you know, or you're cooking it or whatever, there are no enzymes present. So your body says, "Uh uh-oh, I'm not breaking down these amino acids. I need to manufacture enzymes and bring them into the body after. What happens when that is, is number one, you get incomplete digestion, particularly of your proteins. And number two, you're using, you're drawing on your metabolic enzymatic bank account of the body. And that means that's that's an expense. And that expense is going to cost you over time for your health, your vitality, and your longevity. Now, after that first 30 to 60 minutes, the hydrochloric acid is going to come into your intestinal and into your stomach. And the pH um, of that food combination is going to change. It's, you know, it can be as high as, you know, 10 or 12 if it's really like high mineral content plants down to, you know, very acidic things like steak or bacon or something like that, which we go down to two. But as you transit through this area, some enzymes are going to be activated and some enzymes are going to be deactivated in order to get complete digestion of your food. And then the food travels out of your stomach into the intestinal tract. Your body adds what's called bicarbonate buffers. It's a fancy name for alkaline minerals that buffer the acid so you don't burn holes in your intestinal tract. And then in that next stage, you have, I always say 10% good, 10% bad, 80% opportunists of the various types of bacteria that are going to take whatever's left of that food and convert it into either building blocks or energy units on your body. It's going to shunt it across. There's a little mucoid layer. It's going to go through that layer and into the body and being shunted out. If you have a disruption in that layer, if you are undigested foods and it's leaking into the system, that's where you get all these various inflammatory conditions, allergies, the symptoms I talk about. And, and usually it starts off like that. You know, usually when you're 20, 
You can go out drinking all night long, eat pizza at two o'clock in the morning, wake up the next day, go to work and feel fine. Time you hit 40, that's not an option. And by the time you're like in your 50s or 60s, that would kill you. You'd be like, I'd be out for two days. Well, that's largely a part is you're not so what, what you're eating, but that your capacity to digest, break down that food is com completely compromised. And so addressing all of these areas allow you to have optimal digestion. And optimal digestion means that you build up your body, you build the tissues in your skin, in your vitality, in your hair, all these type of things that people want. And you are now able to live without all the digestive distress that plagues the population. Wow, that is a fantastic <laughs> explanation. I love that. And it makes so much sense. You guys listening, I hope you were taking notes. Or you know what? That might be a good thing to rewind and listen to again. That was some fantastic information. All right, switching gears. And they don't teach it. This is no. Oh, I know, right? I, I mean, yeah. I never learned any of this in any of my nutrition courses until I met Dr. O'Brien. Didn't know it. Yeah, that's, we really should be teaching this in schools. That's, <laughs> that's what I always say. And another thing I find fascinating that you is one of your expertise is biohacking. Yes. I would love to learn. I mean, learn more myself. I'm certainly no expert, but I'd love to learn more. And I'm sure um, there's listeners out there that have maybe heard of it, but not sure what it is. And I'm sure it's probably a new concept to many. Yes. We'll get back to the show in just a moment. This episode is sponsored by my meal planning workshop. If you are a busy woman who wants to eat healthy and wants to have a plan to feed the whole family and make them happy with foods and meals that they will like, that will nourish them, but feel overwhelmed and find yourself every night going, what the heck am I going to make for dinner? Then this workshop is perfect for you. I will take the overwhelm out. I will give you a very clear plan and an easy plan. This is the great thing about meal planning. It gets you organized and it saves you time. It alleviates stress and overwhelm. It saves you money and it's such an easier way to get you eating healthier. So sign up. It's on live on October 5th. The link will be in the show notes or just go to kellybonano.com slash meal planning. And if you can't get it live, sign up anyway. You will get a replay along with the workbook and everything you need to set you up for successful meal planning. I would consider bodybuilders as the original biohackers. And ah. I think we come by it naturally because if you look at the sport of bodybuilding, you are trying to divide, uh, defy uh, evolution. In other words, carrying extra muscle on the body is metabolically costly. And it's not really something that your body wants to do for uh, preserving the species. It has some unique advantages in, I would say, a, a much more a rougher world than the modern world that we live in. Um, you know, before we, you know, muscular ability and stuff determined who was the dominant males and in, in tribal life and all that sort of stuff, or your ability to to be able to extend endurance or resistance uh, in, in very difficult situations. But in the modern world, it's more, uh, I would say, intellectual capability and competency relative to skills that allows you to be successful. So we, we've moved into this new age um, in the last few centuries, and it's been accelerated dramatically since the rise of the internet. Now, 
when we're dealing as bodybuilders, we're, we're trying to come up with all these ways to add more muscle. We have to eat a certain way. We have to exercise. And it's really, really difficult and hard to build an extraordinary amount of muscle. Of course, a lot of athletes resort to, you know, drug usage and things like that in order to do that. And I'm not, I'm not making a commentary on it. I'm just talking about they're using ex, uh, things outside of themselves to optimize their physique towards a certain goal. And bodybuilders do all kinds of crazy things. So when I got into the, you know, how do I, how do I hack my health? How do I become the best version of myself by leveraging it? It's kind of going using the same methodology, but using it in a way to extend my vitality and extend my performance capabilities while supporting my health instead of damaging my health. Because as an athletic endeavor, that's a performance-based lifestyle not necessarily a health lifestyle. So you might be very fit, but the cost of being fit, say in an NFL is not very good. Or to be maybe the beauty queen on the cover of, you know, Vanity Fair, you don't know what that person's doing to maintain their weight or what they're doing to maintain their tour. You know, there's all sorts and we exactly. all know. Exactly, it's, it's right? all the smoke and mirrors and-, and I call it the Kardashian construct, okay? <laughs> We, we live yeah. in the Kardashian, you know, it's kind of like when you go to those movie sets and they got all the buildings on the front and you go through the door and it's just like plywood and, and props out the back. Right, right, no exactly. The facade, the facade, yes. 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 And so what biohacking is, is going inside yourself, looking at your genetics, looking at your hormones, looking at ways that will induce what's called um, epigenetical response mechanism. So for example, you can do cryotherapy or you can do... Um, you know, heat, activate heat shock proteins, which will turn on certain genetic expressions in your body, which have a variety of health benefits, you know, from infrared sauna to cryotherapy. So people are getting into, you know, tanks with, you know, I'll, I'll go that this afternoon. I'll go down to Bulletproof and jump in a tank for 200 at minus 220 to activate some of these cold therapies. And then I'll tonight, I'll climb in my infrared sauna and, you know, sweat like crazy to open up all the pores and detoxify my system and to activate certain epigenetical responses. And you can do this with lasers and lights and neurofeedback and um, various uh, compounds. Like, for example, we're quite famous for nootropic um, formulas, which we optimize people's brain chemistry so you can activate different creative states or focus states. So this whole area of biohacking is looking at your physiology, looking at your uh, capabilities, setting your performance and longevity goals and saying, okay, what are the things that I could do both internally and externally that will leverage the millions of years of evolutionary historical components, which are stored in everybody's DNA, where we're the product of 10,000 generations. And inside of that, if we can activate that ancestral learning through technology today, we can perform at levels that we never dreamed of before. And we're seeing this, we're seeing you know, people, uh, some famous people, guys like Tom Brady, for example, who's going to be 44 years old, playing in a sport where most people by the time they're 35 are done, they're finished. And he's a great biohacker. We're seeing, um, you know, people like, you know, Dr. O'Brien, who, who mentored me, who for decades after I first met him was was still operating at an extraordinary level before he, his death, that the body battery ran out and that was it, he was done and lived a very full life right to his last moment with full cognitive capabilities and, you know, a real zest for life. And I think we all want to do that. 
And so that's what the whole concept of biohacking, we call it biological optimization. That's why we call our company Bioptimizers because a hack kind of means like, I could take a steroid, for example, right? I could take a, a, a given steroid and increase my muscle mass over the pe period of a year. But there may be consequences to my liver enzymes that may have a negative effect if I do that extend for an extended period of time. So that's a hack where optimization would say, oh, I have, let's say I don't have enough DHEA in my body. There is, uh, when I go through the conversion process, there's, I'm missing, say, zinc that uh, enhances one of the conversion components. And I need a little bit of selenium here and I need enough um, fats that I can manufacture my hormones. And so I can reverse engineer that by learning all these things and then naturally boost my testosterone levels, even though I'm almost 50 years old now. Um, I can have testosterone levels of a person who was on, that's higher than pe many people who are on testosterone replacement therapy at my age. And it wasn't always that way. I've, I've crashed and burned on those areas and I figured out how to do it. And no, not saying that someone shouldn't activate those things, but it's just ways that you can optimize all the resources that your body has before you go down that route, um, you know, at whatever age. And I'm certainly not against it. It's just like, how many things can I stack the deck in my favor for? Yes. And just to give listeners sort of a one little nugget, like what's something they can, what, what's a tip, something that they can do to kind of steer them in the right direction? Yes. First and foremost, get yourself um, a great coach. And there's a few tests that will eliminate all the confusion um, so you can get a real good idea of where you're at. Number one, I'll, I'll list them off for your listeners. Number one, I think you want to get a, a hormone test. You can get a Dutch test ordered by your naturopathic doctor, and it'll give you a whole profile of all your hormones, how they're functioning and everything. Next, I would get um, a genetics test and have uh, an expert in genetics and epigenetics interpret it. So you can look at what are the risk factors that you are potentially facing and what dietary um, choices are going to optimize your uh, chance of living long and living strong. The next thing I would look at is I would get what's called a HOMO IR test. And that is kind of the state of the art, which measures blood sugar and insulin. Uh, it concordantly, and some people will go as far as getting a continuum glucose monitor on top of that, which you can do under the guidance of a, a good practitioner, but the HOMO IR will, will see your predisposition for diabetes. And of course, is a precursor to cancer. There's a pulse test, P-U-L-S, which is kind of um, showing damaged proteins, particularly in the heart, which will indicate um, heart disease. And then you can go and get a, a DEXA scan, which will show your lean body mass, your bone mass, and your body fat levels. Now, those five tests right off the bat, you could do them once maybe every five years or so and the genetic genetic test you wouldn't have to do that because once you, your genetics are pretty much set your epigenetics are going to determine the other things you do those tests and now you're going to know okay what's my risk for heart disease what's my risk for diabetes what's my risk for cancer what is um my body fat levels in my lean body mass to show my bone mass. So that's going to help deals with osteoporosis and lean body mass, by the way, is one of the number one indicators for living long and strong into your years. So a little bit of muscle mass goes a long ways and ladies don't worry. 
if you do a little bit of weights here and there, you are not going to get huge and too big. It's not Absolutely. that easy to build muscle. And so important for your and, and, density. And yeah, it's not going to yes. make you look all muscly. <laughs> and these are huge, huge factors as you get into your, particularly once you get past uh, from women, when you hit menopause, this is where they start running into problem with bone drop off um, and muscle mass drop off. And that's what makes you look curvy and sexy. It's what makes you feel good about yourself. And it also allows you to move around and movement is really key. So by tracking your, your DEXA scan, which is a, it's a, it's a seven minute scan. There's, you know, it's really great. And now you can track how well you're, you're aging on those key factors. And then you can, then when you listen to me on a podcast or somebody else, you can say, Oh, those are the things that I'm going at now you know, I need to increase my muscle mass or, you know what, I need to monitor my blood sugar. My blood sugar response is a little bit off. I don't want to get, get diabetes and all the associated problems or, you know what, heart disease runs in my family. I need to make sure that I'm doing all the things, maybe make sure I have enough CoQ10 or magnesium in my body, these, these type of things so that you don't run into the troubles that people go, oh, it runs in my family. It doesn't run in your family. Your family has a certain genetics and you have a certain lifestyle within that. Well, you can, you can mitigate for that if you know what you're doing. And those five tests, I think will pave the way. Now you can do GI maps and all these other fun things that you can do later on. But those ones are going to determine where your overall long-term health risks are going to be. Wow, that's, that's amazing. Thank you. That is a wealth of good, good information. And it, so how do they find, find somebody who can actually do these kind of things? Yeah. So you'll want to find yourself. Usually there's what's called functional medicine doctors, yeah. naturopathic doctors. And then there's a series of um, holistic health coaches. And, and here's what I would select in order to do that. Number one, you want a person who has robust health. And I would suggest if you can find someone that is at least your age and maybe even 10 years older, I think they have some certain insights that I think can be extremely valuable. And the reason why that is, is it's sometimes hard for a 30 year old to understand what you're going through as a 50 year old. It's just exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so get someone that you can admire in that. Number two, get someone who is going to run some diagnostic tests on you that I've talked about. If they don't know what those tests are, they're not qualified um, in order to determine that. The third thing is, is you want someone who understands the benefit of regular exercise, both from um, making sure you maintain your muscle mass, um, flexibility, and I would say muscular function. In other words, your ability to move, because we all know that an injury car accident, uh, uh, you know, uh, surgery or something that oftentimes is the trigger point that it causes major degeneration in a person They can never get back out of that. And so if you've had one of those, you probably would want a rehabilitative specialist. So for example, when it comes to living long and strong on a rehabilitative standpoint, it's hard to beat guys like Paul Check. He's 60 years old, he's super vibrant, got a great thing on movement and injury recovery. I think he's really great. We have a genetics and epigenetic expert on our team, um, Katrine Volinsky. She does all of our stuff that really gets into the nuts and bolts of what's happening. There's other ones out there and stuff. 
Um, and then, you know, a, a, a naturopathic doctor that works directly with you, that you can trust, that you enjoy their company, that they have the time to sit with you, help you interpret your, 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 your tests and provide you a roadmap that you can check in periodically with the, uh, the changes in life. So you just go in check things out. Okay. Everything's good. Keep moving on. And, and then, uh, you know, listening to the latest and greatest to kind of integrate what might be the next thing that you want to try. I think having a strong vision for your future is also important. In other words, finding the person that you can draw inspiration from. I think inspiration is as important as perspiration. So if you have a belief system that, you know, you're going to fall apart at 50 years old, well, guess what? You're going to fall apart at 50 years old. Exactly. <laughs> if you see someone at 50s and 60s or 70s or 80s that is in, you're admiring, then you, you are like, wow, that's really great. You know, that's the way I want to go. Um, and I can think of my own childhood. I remember when I was about uh, six years old, there was a fella in our church who was 106 years old. He was 100 years older than me. I remember his name, Mr. Harvey Rogers. And I could not conceive of someone at 106 years old when I was six years old. And I just wanted to sit next to him. I just wanted to be in his energy field. And I think there was something that I understood as a child that we sometimes forget is that you want to be in the, the, the energetic field of the people who inspire you. Yes. I love that. And it, I mean, it's, it's true. It's, it's so much about mindset. Basically your body's going to go where your mind goes. And I really try, try to impress that upon people. And once you kind of get that, it's a whole new world once you understand that, but it's a muscle. Yeah, I've had a saying for, I had a saying since I was in my uh, early 20s, where the mind goes, the body must follow. Yes, it is absolutely true. Well, as we wrap it up here, one thing that I think is important that a lot of people are deficient and don't realize it, and it's, it's extremely important for health, is magnesium. How, what are some of the things that people might notice if they're deficient? And then if, what are the benefits when we're getting enough? Oh yeah, great question. And the reason why magnesium deficiency is, is so pervasive in North America is we've stripped magnesium out of the soil and we've stripped the microbes that convert magnesium into usable ingredients. And that's been happening for 80 years. So almost, in, and then there's a third thing that the increase in electromagnetic radiation, um, EMFs, cell phone waves, all these like uh, electronics and, and transformers and all the things that we have in the modern world actually put a stressor on the system. And that varies from person to person. And your genetics will actually tell if you are strongly reactive to those things or marginally reactive. And it's, it varies quite significantly, but we're all subject to those components. And that drains our magnesium reserves. Magnesium is an important element for that. It's involved in over 600 functions in the body. And one of the key elements that people will find that if they're missing magnesium for women, um, challenging, like intense PMS cramping, things like that, very common. Um, people who have a lot of headaches, um, people who, and, and that's from vasoconstriction used to an inflammatory response that cuts off oxygen and blood supply to the, to the, to the brain. Um, 
really, really tight, tight muscles. Like you go to the massage therapist and they touch you and you're like, ow, you know, and they're like, oh, wow, you're really tight. Usually that's because magnesium's involved in relaxing the muscle tissue. Um, improper metabolism of blood sugars or excessive sugar cravings, particularly chocolate for people who crave a lot of chocolate. Chocolate is actually a great source of magnesium, interestingly enough. Mm. And that's usually an indication. Like if you have uncontrollable cravings, there's usually something there that your body is trying to get. And um, a spectra cell nutrition test will usually tell. And almost everybody that takes a spectra cell nutrition test will find out that they're deficient in magnesium. It's, it's, it's almost, I can almost bet every single time uh, that that's going to happen. So, and the other thing that can happen is um, constipation because magnesium is involved in the relaxation of the smooth muscle tissue inside the body. And you have this contraction and relaxation of the smooth muscle tissue that allows the food to travel through the intestinal tract. And so uh, high blood pressure is another one that's often associated with a deficiency in magnesium. And here's the one that people might be shocked about osteoporosis. And you go, well, isn't, isn't like osteoporosis related to calcium? Well, calcium and magnesium exist in a two to one ratio. In other words, for every two parts of calcium, you need one part magnesium. But if you're deficient in magnesium, what your body does, it starts dropping calcium. It dumps calcium out of the body because it's trying to balance these for the metabolic functions. And unfortunately, you start losing bone mass. And that's one of the reasons why things like highly acidic diets that people who suffer from alcoholisms and highly acidic diets who need these bicarbonate buffers often develop osteoporosis and you know tooth damage and jaw damage and things like that because their body is trying to regulate the, the highly acidic diet that they're having. And magnesium kind of bridges the gap between all those things. And then the final piece is sleep cycles. If you're suffering from insomnia, oftentimes it's because your nervous system doesn't clock down properly. And magnesium is a key element in resetting your circadian rhythm so that you can have a nice, deep, restful sleep in the evening. And we've developed a number of different uh, suggestions around these areas to allow people to can really optimize their, um, their health and vitality. And when we, I, I had an issue myself and when I started adding high levels of magnesium into my diet, all different types of magnesium, there's about seven different types that you'd want to get. Um, the health benefits were shocking to me. And when we produced the product, we were shocked at how many people responded so positively from it. Oh, wow. That's great. Well, that is fantastic. And what are some magnesium rich foods so people can kind of make sure? Absolutely. Absolutely. So the foods that are rich in magnesium, dark dark chocolate, that's everybody's favorite. (laughs) Avocados. Um, nuts like almonds, cashews, and Brazils, seeds, pumpkin, flax, and chia, um, bananas, leafy greens, tofu, and legumes. Those are probably the best sources. The challenge is if you have compromised digestion, most of those foods are very hard to digest and break down and absorb for people. And that's one of the areas where people are running into trouble is it's not that they're not getting the magnesium. It's not, they're not extracting it out of the diet that they're having. And so then you got a twofold issue. They start running deficiency and they don't have the ability to break it down. Now they're getting inflammatory responses. That creates a stress cycle inside the body. They're in fight or flight all the time. Their cortisol levels are higher. They start exhausting more magnesium and it becomes this, you know, ever increasing cycle that you have to kind of interrupt. And, and uh, we've been able to do that with people and it's, and it's truly remarkable. 
Well, that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for all of this amazing information. I, I, I think uh, I'm going to warn people to, to take notes, get out your pen, <laughs> your pen and paper and take some notes on, for this episode. I really appreciate all of the, the great, ex, you know, just knowledge you've imparted. This is really important stuff that, you know, it's a little bit more alternative. So a lot of people don't, don't know about it. Some of these things. Yeah. And, you know, our company started out as an education company. And um, in that, I created what's called the Awesome Health Formula. And we have a site where you can download it. And I, I actually have a, a course. It's a 12-week course. And I give it away to people. It's my, it's my dharma in life. And they just get it you can get in the app or you can go on YouTube. And, and then I will teach you literally step by step, you know, air and water and exercise and sunlight and optimizers and the beliefs and attitudes and, and the education and the type of testing and coaching that I've been able to access and comprise it all into this little 12 week course of five to 15 minute videos that people can watch on their phone, whether they're at the grocery store lineup or, you know, at the kids, um, you know, recital or sports event. And uh, it becomes a way that you can integrate a lifestyle or find out the, the deeper elements of which we touched on today and a whole lot more. Great. Well, we can link that in the show notes. And I, my next question was, yes, where can people find you? Yeah. So if you go to bioptimizers.com, in fact, if you put in bioptimizers.com slash clean beauty or put clean beauty 10, you get a 10% discount on everything that we offer. Oh, great. Get the course for free. We're on, we're on social media. We have an awesome health podcast, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And uh, all of our products are backed by a 365 day money back guarantee. In other words, if you're not totally blown away and think it's the best thing you ever took, no problem. Call us <laughs> up and we just give you all your money back. All right. Great. And we'll of course have all of that linked in the show notes. Okay. You ready for my, my rapid fire questions? hundred percent. I'm ready to go. You know, before we get to that, just curious, curiously being that right now, as we are recording this, it's, you know, kind of, we're still in the pandemic, but the, the vaccine, you know, the vaccination is out there and numbers are down just based on your, your expertise and all of your knowledge with biohacking and all of these very natural ways of, of staying and getting healthy. What are your thoughts on the vaccination as, as you know, for the side effects and what it, how, does it, do you think it outweighs the risk of COVID? Thank you for asking this question. And so many people are as, as very nervous about asking it. And I literally have spent, an, I spend probably uh, an hour to two hours a day. In fact, last night I was on a three hour phone call with a naturopathic doctor friend of mine. I will refer people to Brett Weinstein's Dark Horse podcast. He is an evolutionary biologist. Him and his wife are super genius PhDs who are breaking down away from the politicization and hyperbole that's out there on both sides of the aisle so that people can get informed decisions. And as a bio-optimizer, if you will, <laughs> um, my strategy is this. Um, I think I have deep concerns, to be frank. I, I, I really do. And here's why I have deep concerns. First and foremost, um, we have a, I'm, I'm certainly not a, 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 an anti-vaxxer and I'm not a, a COVID denier. Or, a, you know what I mean? I'm not that. There is, a, there is a serious condition that has evolved that has really some potentially long-term impacts for certain segments of the population and certainly some short-term challenges. 
I think it's been overly politicized and that's always a danger. Um, I also am mindful of perverse incentives. And when you have a government regulated program, nobody seems to know how much these companies are charging the governments to like supply it all. We have suspended um, the business activity across the country. I think I'm very concerned about that. We know the consequences of, and that seems to impact the people at the lowest end of the income level. And if you look at the drop in prosperity for people and that and the impacts of that in alcohol addiction and suicides and depression and domestic violence and um, dysfunction, this shutting down of gyms while the keeping open of liquor stores and drug stores and pot stores doesn't seem to make sense to me. I, I saw some research that the average weight gain has been 30 pounds under the pandemic. I believe that, you know, taking... Um, the evidence shows high levels of vitamin D, very important. That means sunshine and supplementing your diet. The darker the skin color that you have, the more you need to supply that. I think high levels of vitamin C and, and zinc. Um, I do believe that taking uh, proteolytic probiotics, such as the L-plantarum that we've developed, which is a patented probiotic, which digests uh, proteins in the body, which is unusual, is, is, is strong. I think that uh, infrared saunas are really good by activating your immune system response on a high level. And I think, uh, you know, making sure that you are following a health program, I think that gives you the best chances against getting it, or if you do get it to survive it, making sure that, you know, for example, obesity is the number one comorbidity uh, with this. So if you weigh too much, you need to lose the weight. And that means to get fit and take care of your health. Um, I'm very concerned about the long-term consequences. And the reason being is, is um, under a vaccine designation, this is a new type of vaccine, which is using an mRNA type um, element. And there are no long-term studies because it's been rolled out so quickly. And there are some virologists who have deep concerns about when you start a vaccination cycle. Um, and I'm not a virologist. I'm not an evolutionary biologist, but Brett Weinstein is why I referred to him. He is, and he gets the top of the top on there and they have a rational discussion and they have some deep concerns, particularly for young people. I think if you're older, you know, you're in the high risk groups, you know what? that might be an option for you. Okay. Right. I mean, you, know, I'm, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm in a high risk group. Okay. I'm not going to take care of my lifestyle. I've got maybe 10, 15, 20 years left on the planet. Okay. I think for young people um, and the potential side effects, I think prudence would be wait as long as you can. And that's not a popular thing politically to say, but I can tell you first and foremost, I will suffer the consequences of not being able to travel the way I want, like to travel, not being able to do some of the things. And I'm probably going to have a restricted lifestyle, but I think prudence is involved anytime that you're injecting something experimental with no long-term studies inside the body. Thank you. That was very well said, well explained. And it's true. I, I, I'm going to check him out because the hyperbole and, and, on each side, it's kind of like, okay, the truth has to lie somewhere in the middle. <laughs> it can't be on either extreme. And yeah, it's, I'm not anti-vac either, but my kids are vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. I mean, we don't have this one yet, but you know, all the vaccinations that you're supposed to get when you're little, I was not, but 
this is still very experimental and I'm, I'm still in the research phase of this myself to, to have it make an, just an educated decision. And it's rough. It's a, uh, it's a big topic and it has become too politicized. We should be able to speak about this without it being a political situation. I, yeah. I mean, I think that um, what's concerning is um, anyone who dissents is taken off social media and or, yeah. or, or the forms of communication or are blacklisted or whatever. And, you know, what happens to free speech, literally? <laughs> yeah. And I'm um, I'm a student of history. And one of my favorite books um, to, 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 to talk about the horrors of a lifestyle without free speech is the Gulag Archipelago by Alexander Solzhenitsyn. And he talks about what happened in the Soviet Union after the Bolshevik Revolution and how this, you know, con condemnation of people who were against that, which resulted in a, at least a, a hundred million deaths in the last century. Um, and that goes on to, into Chairman Mao's uh, process and, and, and these type of things. And there is a lot of funky business around this whole thing that we are not getting answers to. And the engines of investigation and the engines of science move very, very slowly. And yet we're seeing the political uh, propaganda on both sides of the aisle that has their components. And when you start doing your due diligence and start stripping away the emotionality and what, you know, what my family says, and am I a Republican or a Democrat or a libertarian, we start to get down here and go, okay, at what point do I want to allow someone other than myself to dictate what goes into my body? If it's, you know, around sexual interactions, we say, look, you don't get to just do what you want with someone else's body sexually. We're pretty established on that. And that wasn't the case for a long time in yeah, history. Exactly. Okay. We got to that point. Why did that suddenly change that some fat guy, no disrespect in Washington, who's never done a thing for their health and has financial incentives to implement this, get to dictate what I do, where I go and what I say, because They've come up with an experimental drug that came out in the last 12 months that's never been used before in human conditions and are forcing that into me. There was a trial in Nuremberg after World War II because how the Germans were convinced that to uh, have the Jews move into uh, concentration camps as they were told that the Jewish people had an infection that needed to be cleansed and that resulted in millions of people dying in one of the most horrific Holocaust situations of genocide ever in history. And it was largely based on this predication that these people had something wrong with them, which was absolutely false. And the evidence suggests that most people who will get COVID will survive and will thrive afterwards. So yes, it's a problem. Yes, there are people at risk. Let's protect those people, but not at the expense of losing free speech and our rights to our bodies and what we do and where we go and what we say. That's how I look at that. And I'm very passionate about that. And I encourage people to step up, to stand up and resist the insanity until we get better data. And that's where I think Brett Weinstein and his wife, who are just amazing, real, dyed-in-the-wool scientists who are 
going through this piece by piece and have the, what I would say, the intellectual and um, horsepower and historical aspects to kind of give us real information that's not threaded politically. That is good. I will link him in the show notes as well. Yeah, it's like what happened to our our choices? And and I keep thinking about that too. How about the Nuremberg Code? Mm-hmm. I, you know, that hasn't been reversed. Yeah, just all amazing points. And it's uh it's very interesting times. That's that's for sure. Sure is. And uh it's people like yourself who are spreading the good word about sharing with people is you know what. Um, it's important to stand up for what's right, because here's the thing. Um, once a government takes over a certain aspect, very seldom do they rescind that power. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Wow. All right. Now on a lighter note, (laughs) (laughs) you got me all fired up. You know, no, I really appreciate this has been a great conversation. I'm just excited for, for everyone to, to hear this one. All right. My little rapid fire. So are you a morning person or a night person? Morning. I was going to guess that. (laughs) Yeah. And dog person or a cat person? Dog person. (laughs) What can I, do you have a dog? No, not now because right I live now, in the yeah. city and I grew up in the country with a dog and I'm kind of like a guy running free with the dog. Was yeah. Like, <laughs> and you've given us so many great nuggets and, and, and wisdom today, but what is one thing you can leave listeners with? One thing that really changed for you that made the biggest difference that sort of your non-negotiable when it comes to your overall well-being? my connection to divinity. Ah, I love that. That's a great. Well, thank you so much, Wade. This has been fantastic. I really appreciate you being on the show. Kelly, it's been a slice anytime. All right, great. Okay, Savvy Beauties, thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of the day. And if you'd take a quick minute and leave a rating and review, I would be most appreciative. I really appreciate my listeners. And, you know, I don't take you for granted. Come back next time. And in the meantime, check out the link for the Body Harmony Method that starts in October. Link is in the show notes, or you can just go to kellybanona.com slash bodyharmony. And if you want some help planning meals and taking away that stress and anxiety over what to make for dinner and what to plan and how to eat healthy, definitely sign up for the workshop on October 5th. That link is in the show notes too, kellybanono.com slash meal planning. But you know what? If you can't make it live, you will get the replay and the workbook and everything that goes with it. Stay healthy, be well, and be present. Thank you so much for listening to the Clean Beauty Scene podcast. Be sure to subscribe and tune in again next week. For more news, tips, and recommendations on clean beauty, eco-friendly living, and wellness, join my free Facebook group, Savvy Girls Organic World, and visit kellybanano.com for more resources. If you have questions or episode topic ideas, tag me on Instagram with hashtag Clean Beauty Scene Podcast. And talk clean to me, baby.